Alright, week two of the NFL season coming up here. Back Judge Podcast. Tough, uh, you know, interesting week one. Some some tough games, some unexpected outcomes. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, apologies to the listeners if this uh, audio from me is a little echoey. Still getting these uh, BJP satellite offices in, in Arizona set up. But uh, feels good to be you know, past week one, some uh, questions have been answered. Some questions still out there waiting to be answered. Uh, Lee, what was your overall impression of just the games as a whole and just enjoying football being back? Um, it was awesome. I thought that it was actually a really fun week one. I wasn't. I found myself <clears throat> to be. Uh, I wasn't disappointed by any slate that we uh, that we had on Sunday or yesterday's game, which we'll go over when we're previewing week two. Uh, great. Primetime Monday night game. Great way to start the week on Thursday and to bookend it on Monday. A lot of really fun performances. Um, so, yeah, man, a lot to enjoy and uh, happy that uh, football season's finally here. Yeah, I, I kind of echo Lee's sentiments. Um, every game was just interesting because this is the first that we're seeing any of these teams. I think there's a lot to glean from week one, but obviously, you know, you don't want to overreact too much. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I feel good. I feel like I feel good about where we're all at. Probably, at least I can talk for myself in a more kind of macro sense about the NFL. But definitely, I mean, as we, if, if you guys listen to the picks pod, for me it was it was pretty brutal on my end. So um, definitely going back to the drawing board and uh, humbling myself after week one. Yeah, we'll get into uh, we'll get into all that I guess throughout this episode, and then when we do the picks pod, uh, let's start off on Thursday night, boys. Uh, NFC East matchup. Giants and the football team, both teams 0-1 at this point. Uh, Giants did not impress me very much. And then the football team, I think, is, you know, they are who we thought they were, in the in the words of the great thing. That was Dennis Allen, right? Dennis Green. Rest Dennis Green, I think. Dennis Green. Dennis Green, sorry. Uh, rest in peace. Just a team with a, a really, really good defense and an offense that's probably going to struggle a little bit due to the quarterback position. Taylor Heineke. Going to be in for a little bit here. Ryan Fitzpatrick dealing with a hip issue. I'm going to lean football team at home. I just don't think Daniel Jones. I mean, this is the second straight week where Daniel Jones has gone up against a really, really good defense. Uh, he struggled mightily against the Broncos. So uh, my money would be on Washington to, to win this one. I'm on the Giants. Um think it'll be a close game just like they played last year don't have a super strong feel the Giants are going to win but um, I don't think they should be this significant of an underdog I I, plus 150 160 on the money line I think is actually a pretty good deal this is a Giants team that played really well against Washington last year Um, I'm kind of fading Taylor Heineke a little bit although I don't think it's that huge of a downgrade from Fitzpatrick I still believe it's a downgrade I still believe that um, there's going to be some hurdles for that offense to jump through that I'm not sure he's going to be able to navigate. Um, and I think the Giants, I don't think the Giants are good, but I don't think they're as bad as they looked last week. Um, I still think that they've got good coaching. I still think they've got a good defense in their own right. Um, and I believe that they're going to kind of bring it back together here uh, on the short week and, and win on the road. Yeah, I, uh, I'm on the football team, but especially if I'm laying three and a half, this kind of seems like a three-point game, and I'm kind of sympathetic to Lee's uh, take on the Giants. Um, I, I kind of agree with you, Adam, just 
I think we had a pretty good read on Washington, and, and I think while Fitz leaving maybe lowers their ceiling a little bit, I think the difference between Heineke and Fitz when they're both playing at their peak and at their absolute kind of bottom are, are pretty similar. Um, you know, like I think Heineke was pretty live against the Chargers. Obviously, um, you know, that, that had, there was some bad luck there with the Antonio Gibson fumble and all that. But, you know, I think the, I mean, the totals at 41, I, I kind of think, you know, the under, I, I just think this is a game where I want, I expect the Giants to play better than they did against uh, Denver, especially their defense. Lee brought it up. We had that bout all last year. This, the Giants won both of those games and, and they've played Washington tough. So, I'm not, you know, running to the window to back this football team, but I do think they're the better team in the end, and I would lean them. But this seems like a low-scoring game in my book, and the three-and-a-half could bite you in the butt. And just a quick bit of context, the Giants won 20-19 uh, to 19 and 23-20 to 20 last year. So just to echo kind of what Tommy was saying, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think either team's going to blow the other one out. <clears throat> Sticking with divisional matchups, Saints – going to Carolina to play the Panthers, two straight home games for the Panthers. Saints blew out the Packers uh, last week and probably the most surprising result of, of week one, at least I thought so. Um, could definitely have seen the Saints winning that game, but didn't see them winning it in, in that fashion. Just super efficient on offense and stifling on defense, uh, forced a couple Aaron Rodgers turnovers. Marshawn Lattimore just got paid a bunch of money too uh, after the game. So uh, I, I don't think the – and then I, I don't know. I didn't watch a ton of the, the Jets-Panthers game, but uh, I don't think either of those teams were necessarily super impressive. So I, I like the Saints here. Yeah, I like the Saints too. Not as much as the public does. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff where, like, the Saints minus three is a no-brainer. still think you're playing a division game on the road. I kind of think we can throw the week one game out a little bit. Um, the Packers were like the worst team in the NFL last week, so I don't think that that win is as valuable as a lot of people are. You shouldn't put that much stock into it. Like 33% of Jameis's passes were touchdowns. Um, I just don't think you're going to be getting that uh, very often. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, man. I think the Panthers are a tough team. They kind of disappointed me last week. I think they should have won by more, but... Um, I still think that they're a good team. I still I, I saw a team that closed out that win against a, a Jets team that was pretty live in the second half. I mean, the Jets played really bad in the first half, but in the second half they played well. Zach Wilson got it together. And that's a game that I could have seen the Panthers losing last year. Um, so the fact that they were able to close that out defensively and Darnold showed a little bit, I think they're going to fight hard at home um, and maybe get a statement win over the Saints. But I, I lean Saints. I think this one will be close, though. Yeah, I kind of echo what, what Lee says. Uh, obviously, the Saints win against the Packers were impressive. I think they have a better coach in Sean Payton. And I think kind of what we were, our positive case for the Saints this year was kind of, you know, Sean Payton just is, has a liver arm with Jameis Winston and is still an unbelievable coach. And look what he's done with Drew Brees, who had a dead arm for the past three years. And now he has, you know, a, a little bit more turnover probability, but just more big play ability. And we saw that uh, against Green Bay. But I also, I agree with Lee with Carolina. Uh, you know, they probably could have won that game against the Jets by more. Um, and a lot of team, a lot of people, I think, are kind of low on both of those teams. And uh, coming out of that game, like, they both were kind of the most disappointing teams um, of the slate, kind of. I've, I've seen some rumblings about, you know, I, 
I think it's early, and I, and I think you know maybe the Jets' offensive line is is really is like really really bad instead of just bad. Um, but I thought that, I thought Carolina's D was kind of impressive to me and looked live, um, kind of what we were talking about throughout the offseason. And I could be wrong on that. Obviously, they'll have a, a sterner test in New Orleans uh, this weekend. But I tend to kind of agree with Lee that I you know with the Panthers being potentially live. Um, but still, I just think the way the Saints looked and the fact that they're only three-and-a-half-point um, favorites on the road, I just think they're, they're more of a sure bet, and I probably would like to line this around 6-5-6 six, six, um, for the Saints. So uh, I think I would take the Saints. The Bengals going to play the Bears in Chicago. Bengals with a uh, big win against the Vikings in Cincy. Tough one, tough one to swallow there. Uh, but they're traveling to Soldier Field. Two straight games against NFC North teams. Uh, Bears are minus three at home. Bears kind of hung around a little bit uh, in Sunday Night Football. They were, you know, tough, tough start, and then kind of came in back into it at halftime, and then things really fell apart in the in the second half. Kind of a classic Matt Nagy performance. Just not, uh, you know, a lot of bad coaching decisions. Bears, you know, again, are, I think. Lee, you know, I think we can be proud of, of how we have kind of pegged the Bears. You know, Tommy, too, I think we, we kind of had them, uh, had their number a little bit. And then the offensive line you know, kept getting injured, too, on Sunday night. So I think this team's in pretty rough shape. Um, yeah, I think they're in rough shape. They, they impressed me on Sunday night a little bit. Um, their offense is more live than I thought it would be in the second half. I thought their defensive line looked really good, too. Um, they presented some issues for the Rams. The, the only problem was, I, I think, Eddie Jackson's been a major disappointment. Yeah. I mean, he was last year, and he played really poorly on Sunday night. Um, you can't be letting up big plays like that. If, you know, they're, they're, if, if they don't let up those many big plays, those two huge plays, that's a close game. So, um, I don't know. I like the Bears a lot in this spot. I think that people are overreacting to Cincinnati. I, I think Cincinnati's good. I didn't think that win was very impressive against Minnesota. I felt like Minnesota continually found ways to lose that game. Um, and Cincinnati kind of rested on their laurels from the first three quarters and really offensively was a non-factor in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most. Um, I actually already – we'll get into it on the picks pod. This is a bet I've already made with Chicago minus two and a half. I think the Bears' defensive line is going to wreak havoc a little bit. They're back at home. Andy Dalton, little revenge game for Cincinnati. I think that as much as I hate to say it right now, I mean, I could be eating my words about my hate of the Bears in the, in the divisional pod because I think their secondary might be better than Minnesota's. I think Minnesota um, just looked bad on the defensive side of the ball, really disappointed in the, in the Vikings' performance. I think the Bears bounce back after a tough primetime loss and uh, – get a home win against Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that's a good case. Um, I just, as long as Dalton's starting, I kind of want to give, I mean, the Bengals with the points seems interesting to me just because I think that Burrow and that offense is live. And even if the Bears are up, um, they're still going to be live. I really like that you got it at two and a half um, because I think this is going to be probably a close game in the fourth quarter because – the, I think the Bengals' defense is not bad. They, you know, showed themselves to be, I think, competent against, and you know, maybe the Vikings' offense um, underperformed. But I don't think this is a tire fire defense by any means. And 
I very well could see. I mean, you know, Burrow, the offense coming back and putting up points in the fourth quarter, or maybe just outperforming the Bears. I think that's still a possibility too. Um, I get why you made the bet. I think it, it makes sense. Like this should the Bears should be favored, and a lot of people are betting the Bengals like they should be favored, which um, I think you know presents some issues. But I think if you're getting three points with the Bengals. I think this is team. I think this is a team that is is going to be a little live, and I mean, this is a must win for the Bears, especially for Andy Dalton. Um, I also am kind of hesitant to bet it just because of what the whole quarterback situation is there, um, you know, with Fields, and I, I just think he makes that offense liver. And right now, I just think that their offense is kind of dead with with Dalton. The ceiling is significantly curved, so I'll take the points with the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think Dalton was like that horrible on Sunday night. I definitely agree that um, I think Justin Fields should be starting. Um, it's not, you know, I, I that's what you know, obviously our opinion. But I didn't think Dalton was that bad. Obviously, the red zone pick, you know, wasn't good, and, and there's certain limitations. And some of the fourth down plays were, were pretty brutal. But um, let's let's move on here to the Texans and Browns. Tommy, what happened to your Browns, man? Thought they had it in the bag. Yeah, well, you know, you can't you can't let Kansas City hang around. I mean, that was just a classic. Uh, that was a classic Chiefs spot. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm still feeling really good about the Browns. I really was hoping that the Ravens were going to beat the the Raiders so I could go back in on some Browns NFC North futures and just. But I think I think the Browns are kind of uh, what I expected them to be. Um, you know, I mean, we haven't seen obviously you not putting away the Chiefs is is tough but that's week one and the Chiefs are a great team and you'd like to hope that when they meet again in the in the postseason if that does happen that they're able to do that but I mean the Browns I think are one of a top five team in the NFL I mean I think they're a pretty they're they're turning themselves into a blue chip uh quite quickly before our eyes so I expect them to beat the Texans I don't know about 12 and I don't know if I'd lay 12 and a half uh to be honest I think the Texans are uh, kind of ish live against bad teams like the Jaguars, but against the Browns, they're going to struggle. But, you know, I don't know. There's no reason for me to, to take 12 and a half points with the Browns where there could be some fluky stuff at the, at the end. It's just a lot of points to lay, but overall still very bullish on the Browns. Liked what I saw, had a couple bad breaks in the second half, but really outperformed the chiefs um, for the vast majority of that game. So, Yeah, I, it's going to take Baker Mayfield playing a little bit better for the Browns to be a blue chip. I mean, I think that he needs to be better, period. Um, you, can only, you can only rely on those running backs for so long. And when you have the ball down in possession late in the game, your fan base and your team needs to be confident that you can get the job done. And Baker has yet to prove as an NFL quarterback that he's that guy. So I'm not saying he's bad. He's, he, he, he played pretty impressively for the first few quarters. Um, just not throwing for any touchdowns and uh, late in the game throwing that pick on uh, the biggest possession of the game. Just um, not going to cut it. So I'm definitely going with the Browns here. This is kind of an interesting survivor's look, I think. Um, probably going to be the most public pick, which scares me. But, God, it would be really bizarre for the Texans to go into Cleveland and win that game. I mean, I don't know what I would th- be thinking if that were to happen. So... I'm definitely going to have to mull on it a little bit longer, but I think the Browns should be able to take care of business at home. Yeah, I, don't know, I think I, I agree, Lee. I'm going to I'm rolling with the the Browns and Survivor. I was on the Rams uh, last week, um, and Rams are going to Indy, 
to play the Colts, who struggled against the, the Seahawks. They kind of just got soundly beat. Uh, Wentz made a couple of nice throws. I think uh, he looked better than people expected coming off of that foot injury. But uh, this would be tough for the Colts to go down um, 0-2 uh, to start the year. Um, obviously, we've talked about how tough their schedule is uh, at the beginning uh, of the season. So uh, luckily for them, the, the Titans struggled a little bit, and uh, so did the Jags. I mean, the Houston Texans are in first place, right? Uh, that's kind of crazy, but... Uh, what do you guys think of this one? I, I like the Rams to, to take care of business on the road. I think the Rams are just a really solid team. And I think Stafford being there brings a lot of swagger to the to the whole organization. Yeah, I agree. I'm picking the Rams. Um, this isn't a bet I would want to make. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to bet against the Colts at home coming off a loss. I almost feel like they're getting another whack at it with an NFC West team. I think this game could be closer than people think. Uh, the Rams also have a primetime game against the Buccaneers next week. It's kind of a look-ahead spot. Um, so that's, that concerns me a little bit. So I think this game will be close. Um, I still think the Colts are a good team. I expect the Colts to start out slow and people to kind of count them out, and then all of a sudden they're in that playoff picture come week 15. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be picking the Rams, but I would just say be weary of this game. I, I really won't be shocked if the Colts win this game. They're, they're a good team with a good coach, and if Wentz can take care of the football, um, especially once they start getting some receivers back, they, they can they can win some games. Literally, yeah, literally exactly what Lee just said. That was pretty much going to be my whole take. Um, I, I, I'm i going to pick the Rams, but this is – I didn't even realize the look-ahead spot. That makes me even more – you know, this game is a little bit more ucky. And, you know, being in a uh, – if you want to tease the Colts out, I kind of like that. I mean, getting them up to 10 – um, that could that could be a potential teaser leg. I just think this this I kind of want to go get on the on the Colts to win the AFC South. I mean, we'll get into the tight ends. I still am confident that they're kind of the the safest pick in that division. Um, you know, barring injury, of course. Uh, and I think this is yeah the look ahead spot. The Rams, an LA team going going to the East Coast, right? Indianapolis, that's the East Coast, three hours um, for a 10 a.m. game. Is it? Is it the Eastern Time? Or it's at least yeah, Chicago. I think it is. Either way, they're playing yeah. at. They're, they're going. Playing, they're playing at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Going got the look ahead spot. This is classic kind of like uh, gambling 101 type. You know, like stay away. You know, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of those factors um, at play here. Uh, and I'm you know, I if if I had more money and was a more confident man, I, I would take a little Colts money line. But again, I'm going to pick the Rams. I just think there's potentially some value there for all the reasons that we just talked about. Yeah, I mean, uh, very, very interesting game. It's going to be uh, one of the ones that I'm looking at in, in the early and state for sure. Just, so one th- if like the Rams go in there and just blow out the Colts, I mean, what are we gonna? What do you? What would you guys think? You know, I mean, maybe it would be more bullish on the Rams, but I just think the Colts have to show some backbone here, right? Yeah, going 0-2, two games at home would be pretty rough, even if it is you know two probably good teams from the NFC West. Um, I don't know, AFC South, I think, could just be a disaster, potentially. Yeah. So, Broncos going to play the Jags in Jacksonville. Jacksonville really struggled uh, in week one. Urban's probably heading to USC as we speak, uh, trying to get yeah. out of there. But uh, I thought the Broncos looked really solid, and I think they're just going to lean on teams that are worse than them. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater actually looked uh, pretty good. Um, not that he's ever looked bad, I guess, but he, he didn't look like uh, – 
so much of a, a trailer quarterback against the Giants, who uh, Lee, as, as we say, you know, has, has a pretty solid defense, we think. Um, I like mm-hmm. them to, to, you know, continue and, and kind of beat up on the Jags a little bit, maybe. Yeah, if I had to take a side, I'd take Denver. I still think that Jacksonville played pretty bad week one. I don't think that's what Jacksonville is. I think we're going to see them be able to run the football a little bit better, you'd hope, throughout the season. I mean, they hardly ran it. I think Trevor Lawrence threw 50-something passes. It's just not sustainable. Three picks. He's still learning. Um, I expect Denver to win this game, like you said, Clep, but I don't know if I'd be so keen on laying six points with Denver on the road going to Florida to play a Jacksonville team coming off an embarrassing loss. I don't think the Jags are like that bad. I think they're bad, but I still think they can be a little frisky in this spot. Kind of a lot of points to lay for an offense that may or may not be that live. I don't, I don't really know how live the Broncos offense is quite yet. I don't expect Melvin Gordon to be chugging off 80-yard runs every week. So um, not going to play this game, but, but I'll be picking Denver. Yeah, again, Lee kind of summed it up. I think it's an icky spot for uh, Denver. Uh, they they were impressive for sure. I think losing Judy I think is is a, a slight blow. I think Tim Clep, your boy Tim Patrick should step in and, and be a solid player. But just the electrifying plays and the big time plays that Jerry Judy can make is tough for the offense. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I kind of am with Lee. I, I still think Urban Meyer is is a donkey, but six points is a lot to lay for a team. Um, with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, who has yet, I mean, I agree with you, Adam, that he did impress, but is it, that's a lot of points to be laying with, with Teddy Bridgewater at, at quarterback and an arm that's as live as Trevor Lawrence on the other side. Obviously, Denver's D uh, played really well, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did cover, but uh, it is a stay away for me just because. Well, talk about backdoor, yeah. too. Like, Denver up yeah, 10 with, exactly. like, in the fourth quarter. I just don't really want that. I don't want that. <laughs> and um, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. It's on me. Let me finish this coffee. <laughs> oh, good. R- rough day yesterday for yeah, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, make sure the producer uh, the that. Bills are, are going to play the Dolphins in an AFC East matchup. Uh, Dolphins, to me, are a team that are kind of like the, the Broncos. Um, maybe, you know, worse on offense just a little bit, but... Their strong defense uh, is going to play kind of tight games, I think. Uh, they beat the Patriots in Foxborough, which, you know, no matter who's the quarterback, that's still, you know, a pretty impressive feat. Struggled on offense, but played really well uh, on defense, forced a key turnover there at the end of the game when the Patriots were in the red zone to win it. The Bills kind of laid an egg in week one at home against the Steelers. Uh, I know we all think the Steelers are going to be scrappy, but uh, hey, the Bills are a team that. We all really liked to maybe even be in the uh, AFC Championship game uh, this year. So this is an interesting one. I think it's going to say uh, a lot about the Bills. If the Bills go down 0-2 to two division teams, um, that's going to be uh, – or I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, I was going to say if the Dolphins go up 2-0 against two division teams, uh, that's going to be a really nice start for them. Yeah, the Bills look like crap on Sunday Got to give the Steelers some credit, but at the same time, I mean, that looked like rookie year Josh Allen. I don't think he made one play that was like an MVP caliber play the whole game. Um, You're used to seeing a couple of those. So, I don't know. That worries me for sure. I know the Steelers' defense is good, but um, the, the Josh Allen regression may be pretty real. Who knows? That could be an overreaction. I like Buffalo. 
I don't love it. Divisional game on the road, favorite. I think they should win the game. I think New England should have won that game on Sunday um, if it weren't for the Damian Harris fumble. I think for the most part, the Patriots outplayed the Dolphins on Sunday. Um, I think Mac Jones is the most impressive rookie quarterback out of the three. Um, but yeah, I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo in this spot. I think Miami will be frisky, but I think Buffalo gets back back on track with a win here. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Lee again. Uh, but I, I will say, because we didn't really touch on Miami, to me, their week one performance kind of illuminated what I at least kind of made out in the, in the AFC East preview pod, and, and that is the fact that I think Tua is kind of what he's he's not he's, he's going to have a, a solid year this year. He's going to be better than he was last year. I think within this offense, with the explosive playmakers that they have in Jalen Waddell and now with Will Fuller coming back, I think this is a team that's going to be live on offense with a good defense, you know, relatively live. I think Tua, you know, as long as he can take care of the ball, I think he can be kind of that effective game-managing trailer quarterback that I hoped for uh, when I was kind of giving the, the positive side for the Dolphins this offseason. Um, but, again, I think the Bills, I don't want to overreact to we, all to week one. I think, Lee, you summed up the potential downside with the Bills, you know, the Josh Allen regression and, and all of that um, quite well. But, you know, this is a team that I still think, you know, had an ugly loss to Pittsburgh. They're going down to Miami. They, you know, they know this team. They're pretty familiar with them. And, and I expect a, a, you know, a better performance from Josh Allen against another really good defense. So it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I mean, going keeping it in the uh, AFC East, all those teams playing each other this week. Patriots going to the Jets. Uh, Lee, do you like the Patriots minus five and a half here? Or, I mean, not, not to get too gambling. But... I took them I took them minus four already, oh, wow. right, when it came out. It's my favorite play of the week. Um, I would lay five and a half with them, too. I think they win by a touchdown or more. I'm not even trying to hate on the Jets. The Jets kind of impressed me last week. Defensively, they impressed me. And then offensively, like, when they get those receivers back, like, yeah, they can be frisky for sure. Um, their best lineman is out for six weeks now. The Patriots are coming off a loss at home. They've dominated the Jets in how, for however many years. Zach Wilson's still a rookie quarterback. The Patriots' defense is undoubtedly better than the Panthers' defense. I think the Patriots' offense took some lumps last week, but will be able to move the football against the Jets. They're not going to make as many mental errors and in, in as many uh, have as many penalties as Carolina did. Their offensive line is better than Carolina's is. Their coaching is better than Carolina's is. I think that the Patriots are kind of a no-brainer to win this game. I actually am considering taking them in Survivor because I do think they might have the best chance out of any team to just win this week. I don't really see the Jets winning this game. I think that you can sound the alarms in New England if the Jets win this game. I think the Patriots are better in literally every facet of this game, um, and I expect them to go into New York and win this game comfortably. Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. Um, I saw this was kind of a hot bet opening up at three and a half. I know a lot of people took it. Lee, obviously good on you for getting that four. I mean, that was that's a massive CLV, bro. That's a massive CLV, homie. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a, a good spot for the Patriots. I think they could be a potential, you know, risky survivor pick that, you know, in a more general sense, risky survivor pick uh, that a lot of people aren't on that I think could be good. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with what Lee said. Uh, I have a hard. Has a rookie quarterback ever gotten their first win against New England? I'm curious know. about that. Yeah. There's like no like way. Like while Belichick has been there. 
Yeah. yeah. New England's... Yeah. yeah. I feel like that just doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I obviously... Part of why I did so bad last week was my, my Jets over, and my and then I doubled down on, on Sunday morning and took the Jets team to, total over. Um, I, you know... <laughs> Uh, the, you know, the, uh, the Jets offense didn't click as, as much as I thought it was going to. And, you know, that's, that's, I'm going to have to, you know, put that into my, my future handicapping mind into my, my mental algorithm. But I think we saw flashes of, of, especially Lee kind of talked about in the second half about, you know, what this offense can be. Losing Mekhi Becton is huge and, and I feel awful for him. I'm just happy that it's not season ending, but I do have a really hard time seeing the Jets win this team against a Patriots team that, is a better in, in all facets right now and is coming off a loss. But I will say I am kind of curious uh, about this over of 43 because <laughs> I do think that the Patriots are going to get theirs on offense and I could see oh some, some live Jets uh, second half. Just take a break on Jets <laughs> overs for one week and see how that makes you, you feel. Are, what do you That's guys think advice. about that, uh, coming on to the, uh, the over 43 train with me? Uh, absolutely not. No, I will take the under in this game. I expect this to be a, a twenty-four to thirteen Patriots win. That's thirty-seven, that man. Sound? You're playing with a touchdown there. You're playing with a touchdown yeah. there. If you're off by a touchdown, that's the over. I'll take the. I'll take the Patriots. The oh, Patriots boy. score over thirty under. points. Is it over? Oh boy. I don't know. I think the Patriots might just take some air out of the ball when they're up at half. I, Belichick is going to be pretty. Pretty uh, consistent with this with his uh, methodology, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's keep rolling through these uh, one o'clock games. Niners at Eagles. Two straight road games, uh, kind of in the Midwest East Coast region for the Niners. Uh, they let the Lions sneak back into that game uh, on Sunday, but overall looked really strong. Eagles also looking strong against the Falcons. Matt Ryan did not play so well. Interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, so, uh, 49ers and the Eagles. Tommy, uh, what are you thinking about this one for your guys? Shanahan? Yeah. Uh, I tend to lean uh, towards the Niners in this one. And uh, I think the Eagles are probably better than we've given them credit for in the offseason. Uh, but I think the, the Niners are just a really strong team with, with Jimmy G running the operation right now. Yeah, this is uh, this is my favorite play of the week. Um, I will say that it – you know, I am. I have to give the Eagles their due. I think Hertz is playing um, a little bit better than I expected. Granted, that was against uh, Atlanta's defense, and and you know, I think we all were kind of on the right track with Atlanta's defense um, this year. But I think the Niners—they're doing the classic Galaxy Brain Shanahan, staying in West Virginia, staying on the East Coast, staying acclimated, l- eliminating a lot of the travel, then going up to Philly from West Virginia. A drive that I'm sure Klepp will do at one point in his life. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll you'll check that off your list. But yeah, I think this is a great spot for the Niners. Um, if you have 188 thousand dollars, I'd throw it on that money line, make a hundred grand back. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be take. I'm gonna be on the Niners, probably on the spread and the and the money line in some fashion. Um, also, uh, interesting over too because I think Philly's offense uh, could be live. Jason Verrett, done for the year. Uh, it looks like in San Francisco, that's tough. I mean, the defense really let the Lions come back into that game. I'm not going to put too much weight onto that, but I think they're playing a much better offense in Philadelphia with what Hurts has been able to do. And Devonta Smith, you know, being kind of what we all expected him to be. So uh, I think this Eagles team is going to be live, but three and a half, I'm, I'm fine laying that with the 49ers. 
The Falcons are an embarrassing team. Like, you open up at home in the, with the whole new regime, and you put up two measly field goals and let the Philadelphia Eagles score 32 points on you, and you lose 32-6. to six. If that's not the Falcons, if that's not what the Atlanta Falcons have been since they lost in the Super Bowl, I mean, somebody show me a different... This, this team is picking up right where they left off, but we'll get to them later. Um, I think Philly's all right. I don't know. I, I think they're good. You know, um, I don't think Hurts is that great still. I'm not going to, like, overreact because he, like, put up 32 points on the Falcons' defense. That was pretty lifeless. Um, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by the 49ers either, really. I think, like, they look good, and then they completely let the game up in the fourth quarter and were, you know, (laughs) they were up 28 points at halftime, and all of a sudden they're a couple plays away from going into overtime with the Detroit Lions. And Jared Goff, I mean, pretty bad. Um, I think they win this game. I don't know. Seems like a trap bet, uh, three and a half, with a road Niners team that is playing a team that's better than the Lions. Um, I think they're going to have a harder time moving the ball offensively against Philly's defense. But ultimately, I think the Niners will win the game. And I think it's – I mean, I think I didn't – after uh, my first half bet bet cash, I really didn't watch a lot of the 49ers-Lions game um, unless it was on red zone, obviously, which it it was a lot during the fourth quarter. But they were up 24 points in the fourth quarter. Is that what it was? Yes. And – I mean, how fluky was like that? How much should we? How much weight should we be putting on on uh, on that? At least, or how much weight? Should I mean, we the Lions scored a touchdown, converted an onside kick, scored another touchdown, and then forced a fumble, and then uh, got like into 49ers territory. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty fluky. But again, like Lee was saying, the San Francisco defense gave up two straight touchdowns and two straight two point conversions, and then again was giving up ground uh, on the final drive. Lions just didn't. And the best, their best corner yeah. got hurt. So, you know that's a problem. That's going to be a problem. They just signed Drake Kirkpatrick. The 49ers did. Sure. That guy sucks. You know, there's a reason why he didn't have a job, and you know he was terrible last year for Arizona. Terrible. So, I don't know that that could pose some issues for this 49ers team. Um, I don't worry about them offensively, but D'Amico Ryan's. I know he's 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 supposed to be great and next up, which I believe. But I mean, first year defensive coordinator, young guy. Um, the bullets are flying now, so they're going to have to kind of go on the fly here and adjust and figure out what's what. Raiders visiting the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with just a excuse me, oh, with a uh, Ooh, baby, go Steelers. <laughs> Steelers with a, a grind. <laughs> That's a Yinzer. Grinded out win in uh, in Buffalo. Raiders with a grinded out win at home against the Ravens. Two one and O teams. This is a classic NFL matchup: Raiders and Steelers, baby. Um, I don't know. Steelers couldn't really figure anything out offensively. I think they're going to probably struggle to score points this year. Um, but they also are, are really well coached and I think have a, a really live defense. So uh, I think this is going to be a, a really interesting game. Uh, Raiders are a little, I think, a little bit better than I thought. Uh, pretty scrappy uh, team. Max Crosby was all over the place last night. Really uh, exciting game. They battled back through a lot of adversity. I mean, they had a a last-second field goal drive, threw a pick on the half-yard line or on the five-yard line, uh, came back and and still won the game. So 
team with a, a lot of fight in them. The the atmosphere in Vegas looks awesome. But uh, I think the Steelers still find a way to win this one at home. Yeah. Alejandro Villanueva had the worst game I've seen a uh, tackle play since uh, Eric Flowers in, in 2018, I think. I mean, the guy was just a complete turnstile. Um, that's a problem in Baltimore. They literally had no answer for Max Crosby on the right side. Um, I don't know, man. The Steelers' offense impressed me in the fourth quarter against a really good Buffalo defense when they, they converted two huge third downs and scored a touchdown on like the most important drive of the game. They weren't able to run the ball efficiently, um, which may be a problem this year. But at the same time, I think Buffalo is a, has got a really deep defensive line with a lot of you know big dudes. I think that defense is really good. I, I don't think the Raiders' defense is as good. Um, and I think the Steelers' defense, I mean, I know Josh Allen didn't play well, but the Steelers' defense was really impressive. I mean, holding the Buffalo Bills to 10 points at home is, a, is awesome. Um, I think the Steelers are, are the side in this game. I think we're seeing, you know, this is, this is, there's a reason this team has made the playoffs 17 years in a row, and that's not going anywhere, I don't think. I mean, this is going to be a team that can beat anybody in the league on any given week. I expect them to run the ball a little bit more efficiently in week two against the Raiders. Um, Raiders coming off, uh, you know, a, a very emotional win on a little bit of a short week. God, the Raiders played bad last night, too, and they still won that game. They played a bad game and still won, which brings up some concerns about the Ravens. But anyway... I like the Steelers, not going to bet it or anything, but I, I would lay the five and a half if I had to take a side. I think the Steelers win this one fairly comfortably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch the Raiders-Baltimore game, so I'm going to have to – it kind of makes for bad uh, bad TV here. But, uh, I mean, from not watching the game and kind of following it on social media and obviously losing my Ravens bet, um, I want to take the I want to take the Raiders with the points. Uh, just like looking at this, it seems like I don't think the Steelers' offense – um, is that live? I don't, you know, the Raiders defense, again, I didn't watch the game, so I, I thought the Raiders defense was pretty bad going in. That was my prior going into uh, the year, and I thought their offense was going to regress mainly due to their offensive line, but it seemed like their offensive line looked great last night against, and maybe I need to reconsider what I think about the Ravens uh, defense, but five seems like a lot of points in, with a team in the Steelers who, uh, has trouble has trouble scoring points, and maybe the Raiders are a great get right spot for that defense. So um, I, I'm staying away for now, but I, it's it's just an ugly game. Um, I I probably would pick the Steelers to win, but um, I think the five points that's kind of enticing to me with the Raiders. Getting into the afternoon games, Vikings visiting the Cardinals. Lee, do you like the Cardinals to uh, put up a, a lot of points and blow out an, uh, a team who also wasn't so impressive in week one? Yeah, the only reason I'm not betting on the Cardinals is because I lost betting on the Vikings last week, which means that I would totally lose betting against them the week after. That would that would happen to me. So I'm going to stay away in this game, but uh, I was really, really unimpressed by the Vikings. And really, I put it all on Kirk Cousins. Um, the defense didn't play great. I'll admit that, sure. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins, dude, like, you just need to be better. He's 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 missing open receivers. And then even when he hits Jefferson and Thielen, a lot of the time they have to do a lot of work to catch the ball. He's not really putting it in a very comfortable spot. Taking some really bad sacks. The offensive line didn't look very, very good. They're coming to Arizona, the team that came out like world beaters against the Titans. I expect Arizona to score 30-plus points in this game, 
and I do not expect the Vikings to be able to keep up pace. So I think the Cardinals take this one home. And if you're the Cardinals, man, these are the games you got to win. This division is tough, really tough. You can't be losing home games to teams like the Vikings or the Bears or, you know, the Titans or anyone else in that category. you got to win these games because those division games are not going to get any easier. So the Cardinals, I expect them to bear down and win this game. I think the Vikings show a little bit of improvement after an embarrassing week one. But I think the Cardinals are ultimately the better team. So I'm on the Cardinals here. Yeah, um, Car- Vikings, much like the Titans, this just screams an over to me. That's what I'm seeing right now. I think I, pr- I probably would take the Cardinals um, with the points, but I, I, I'm more so into the over just because I'm not going to anoint the Cardinals' defense yet as this great um, or this much-improved kind of top-ten-looking defense, which they did against Tennessee. I think maybe this is just kind of what you know we kind of all thought about or potentially you know I was talking about with – with Tennessee losing Art Smith and just the potential offensive regression this year. Um, but we'll have to see more on them. I just think the Vikings should be better on offense. But, again, their defense is, is they, they can't cover. They don't have good corners. And Arizona is going to be able to pass all day on them. Um, and I would expect, you know, Minnesota in that game state being down is going to, you know, be able to score points too because I don't think the Cardinals' defense is kind of as, as good as it's being made out to be maybe right now. Um, so I'm going to take the Cardinals just because I think they're the better team right now, but, um, four and a half, that could be a potential Minnesota backdoor three point. Um, you know, kind of like the Ravens game was last night where the Ravens were winning kind of the whole game. But if you, if you lay the four and a half or even the four, like there's a lot of field goals and a lot of scoring going on. Uh, it's kind of a key number that is potentially can be potentially scary. So I, uh, I might actually play this over uh that's probably what i'm looking at right now um but yeah yeah cardinals are super impressive against the titans i think kyler uh square in the mvp conversation uh just straight up uh, video game stuff that he was doing out there viking or i'm sorry the titans just did not look good and vikings also just didn't look that good i think the vikings did something like 18 penalties uh against the Bengals. um i think kind of zimmer is wearing out his welcome a little bit in minnesota um, but that'll just be something to track throughout the season. Falcons going to Tampa Bay. This could be uh, another survivor spot, unless you don't want to maybe burn the Bucks this early. But uh, again, another kind of one thing we're talking about with the Texans going to Cleveland and winning, I'd be shocked if the Falcons went to Tampa and won. Yeah, I'm dancing on the Falcons' grave already, man. This team sucks. They should have drafted a quarterback. They should have got more aggressive. Matt Ryan sucks. The defense sucks. The offensive line sucks. They don't have a good running back. Kyle Pitts is not ready to assume Julio Jones' role as a pass catcher. Calvin, There's way too much weight on Calvin Ridley's shoulders. Russell Gage is, is maybe a wide receiver three at best. There's just so many issues on this team. And Arthur Smith, I believe in him, but he's not going to be able to fix him in one year. The spread is too big on this game. I'm not laying 12 points with the Buccaneers. Um... But at the same time, like I'm not taking 12 points with Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to lose this game. Um, God, I was just so – I thought the Falcons were bad, but they didn't even score a touchdown against the Eagles at home. Like, that's so embarrassing. And they were in the red zone twice in the first quarter. I just think that this is a team that is in rebuild mode without even knowing it. And with each game that goes by, they're going to learn more and more that they're in rebuild mode. Um and I will be revealing my teaser that involves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and one other team that I haven't mentioned that we've already gone over in our uh, 
in our pick'em pod whenever we do that. So I will I will give a little sneak preview to the listeners that Tampa Bay minus six is one leg of my teaser. I expect Tampa Bay to, if this game's close even, I still think they end up winning by a touchdown or more. Long week too, Tampa. They got that extra those extra days of rest at home. I think they take care of business. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dance on the Falcons' grave like you did, Lee. But I, I, it is very worrisome what the, the performance they had against Philly. You have to think that uh, you know they're gonna have a bounce back performance at least on offense. I think you know we kind of you know Lee, you especially we pegged this defense uh, as a bottom as a bottom tier defense pretty early on. And they showed that against uh, Philadelphia, and there's no reason that I don't think that um, you know Brady and company are just going to be able to get whatever they want uh, at home again against Atlanta. Uh, so yeah, a lot of points to lay. Um, you know, don't potentially want to do it on, on Tampa. If I if gun to head, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably take Atlanta because I think their offense could you know backdoor in the sec- in the second half. I, they just have to be better. They they're not going to score. They're not. I feel like they can they can score you know in the twenties in this game. Um, so I'm staying away, but far away. But I'm going to be interested in this game, kind of more so in, in the macro sense on their season and, and what we think of this offense and if there's any improvement and and exactly how washed is Matt Ryan. Tommy, your Cowboys. Yep. Head into uh, L.A. to play the Chargers. They. Uh... Had I guess you know an impressive loss you would say uh, in Week One in in Tampa in the kickoff game. How do you like their chances going going to play the Chargers? Two tough games to open up the year though. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the Cowboys against the Chargers this week. I'm you know I still don't exactly know what to think. I think this is just a clear overspot even at 55. Um, I think both of these offenses are going to be able to relatively get theirs. Um, you know the Chargers defense I think is good, but I think the Cowboys' offense um, is showing kind of the ceiling that I've been talking about for the past two years, I'd like to think. And, and that could be a potential overreaction after week one. But I think Dak looks great. Losing Gallup is tough, but Cedric Wilson is a really good player. He's much better than a wide receiver four. I think he'll fit into that wide receiver three spot nicely. Um, and this offense is going to continue to be productive. Um, I really like the fact that they're not running Zeke just to run Zeke. And they're actually, you know... I saw a stat that Kellen Moore called, I believe it was in 25 to 30 runs, and Dak checked out 12 of them. I just think that this offense is humming right now. Um, there's no reason to believe that I think Dak is going to be physically limited from his shoulder. He looked fine. Um, and, yeah, I'm just going to take the Cowboys because they're an underdog in this game. Uh, I think it's a good spot going to L.A., place they know. Um, and, you know, I think it's going to come down in the fourth quarter. It's probably going to be a one-possession game, a high-scoring one-possession game, and should be a really fun, uh, fun one to watch. Lee, you, Lee, yeah, you like fine. the Cowboys or the What's Chargers up? here? Yeah, no, I'll be I'll be making a bet on the Cowboys money line this Ooh. week. Um, I think this is I think this is a fifty-fifty game, and I'm going to look for the best price on the Cowboys and take it because I expect to get them at somewhere around plus one forty. It's kind of my logic with the Cardinals last week. Um, and I was more right than I even assumed I would be. The Cardinals took care of business in what was not a 50-50 game. But I expect the uh, the Cowboys and Chargers, like Tommy said, I expect this game to be close in the fourth quarter. I'm not necessarily sold on the Chargers um, after the, the Heineke win last week in Washington. Um, I, still, I, I definitely think they're a force to be reckoned with, but I think the Cowboys 
on a long week of rest. Um, you know, I think their offense is going to take care of business, and I, I think they ultimately end up winning the game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I like that uh, plan of attack, Lee. I do think this is kind of a toss-up, um, but part of me doesn't really like betting against Justin Herbert right now. I don't know. I think uh, his drive to, to seal the game against Washington was, was super impressive to me. A couple of big throws on, on third downs to, to seal that one off. So um, I'll have to think about this one throughout the rest of the week in terms of betting. I kind of like the Chargers, honestly, uh, you know, at home. L.A.'s got two good teams, man. I was thinking about a, a prophecy after week one saying that both teams from L.A. will get more wins than both New York teams combined. You're saying mm. both the Chargers and the Rams will have more wins than the Jets and the Giants combined individually? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like it. L.A. versus New York. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Bringing back the, the rivalry from the 90s. Adam Klepp single-handedly bringing yep. back the hip-hop rivalry. Tupac. Tupac Klepp. Should night. <laughs> Should Klepp. Uh, t- Titans, uh, Titans at Seattle. Uh, Titans really struggled week one. Seattle really impressed week one. Is maybe Vegas overreacting with the, the five-and-a-half line? Is it just right? Um, are we riding Seattle here? I don't know. I did the Titans. I think I, I have been on my radar because Tommy was was fading them really hard. I did pick them to win the AFC South, and I still think they very well may do that just because of the state of the division. But uh, Seattle just took care of business in Indy, and I thought it was an impressive win. Yeah, this is a stay away game on a side for me. I expect the Titans to come back hard. I expect the Seahawks to win at home. Um, I will say I'm not usually a totals guy under 53 and a half. It's too many points. I don't think the Titans offense is that great. I also think they're going to run the ball a lot and I expect Seattle to like make some mistakes. Uh, if the Titans like bear down a little bit on defense after getting embarrassed by the Cardinals last week. Um, I think this one goes under 53 and a half. I don't know what you guys are thinking on that, but that's honestly my favorite play for this game. Yeah, Lee, I kind of like that angle. Um, I do think that, Seattle is just going to get there as passing, passing the ball uh, to a certain extent. I think that uh, Shane Waldron, uh, you know, is showing, at least to me, maybe this is an overreaction because we saw pretty much the same thing last year with Schottenheimer. It seems like Seattle's made a uh, philosophical change uh, or committed to that philosophical change kind of, of, you know, not being as run heavy as they were before and really kind of, you know, going to the strengths of their team. And I think we saw that against an indie defense that, doesn't have a great secondary, but is a, is a, a better defense than the Titans' defense, I think. Um, and Seattle back at home, uh, I just think Tennessee is going to have a really hard time covering Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf, and Gerald Everett. You know? Gerald Everett. Touchdown, touchdown Gerald. Oh uh, I'm, I'm eating my words over here on Gerald uh, Everett. But yeah. Start him then, Tommy. He's in the flex right now, boy. He's in the he flex is. right now, boy. Tommy's a, he's in the flex spot, boy. <laughs> he's in the flex right now. Um, I'll do something stupid if Gerald Everett gets over 10 points. All right, I like that. I I'll like that. Stupid. Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown are on uh, are on watch this week, trying to cut, trying to trying to take They're care of uh, Gerald Everett. <laughs> um, Stay up for uh, 24 straight hours, Lee. <laughs> I'll do that. He's not. He's not. He's not scoring. I don't care how many pairs of white cleats he's got in his locker. He's not scoring a touchdown against Tennessee. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I kind of like what you're talking about with the, uh, the overly, but it could be in trouble if, um, if, uh, you know, 
if Tennessee can get get back on offense. Um, we got we got the cat coming in here right now. Sorry. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, so I, I I like the Seahawks. Really impressive. Uh, Seahawks could win the the NFC West. Uh, you know they're kind of quietly took care of business against a good Colts team. And if that offense is humming like that throughout the year, and the defense can kind of just play bend don't break, they're going to be a really really tough out. The uh, Chiefs heading to play the Ravens uh, in Baltimore. Baltimore really, uh, I think, should have won that game against the Raiders and didn't. Uh, a lot of concerns about Baltimore, uh, I think. I don't know. I thought they'd be better. I'm disappointed in them. Um, yep. I, I don't know. Lamar is doing like a lot to keep them afloat, but then also there's just like natural limitations uh, there with, with just his passing attack. Um, I thought he threw the ball okay, you know, during the course of the game, but then when he needed to, uh, just wasn't really there. So uh, the Chiefs just like I, I don't, I would love to know what the Chiefs are against the spread since the beginning of last year. I mean, it's ridiculous. They can't cover uh, for anything. But uh, again, I, I kind of like them uh, to win, and I like them to cover. But it, it is in Baltimore. Yeah, I would say the Ravens are the were the second most disappointing performance behind Atlanta. Um, and we are sorry, Green Bay was definitely the most disappointing. But you get what I'm saying. The Ravens had a really disappointing performance. Like I said earlier, the Raiders played bad and still won that game. The Ravens gave them every opportunity to do so. I'll be the first one to say Lamar Jackson probably should get extended. Um, the guy's a freak of nature and is a great quarterback, but... I'd be lying if I was saying there aren't some major limitations to him as a passer. I mean, in terms of air yards, all of his long completions are thrown six-yard, six seven-yard passes that the receiver takes for more yards. He just seemingly can't complete long passes. He missed some easy, easy throws on kind of crucial spots to the flat yesterday that were just like straight-up high school-level misses. Like, you can't miss those throws if you're going to be an NFL quarterback, um, there's definitely some concerns there. He obviously makes up for it with his God-given ability and his pocket awareness. Um, but I just uh, I just don't – I don't know. I'm selling Ravens stock pretty hard this year, man. I, I don't think this team is equipped to deal with the injuries that they've already taken before the season. And uh, I think the Chiefs come into town and win this game. That being said – I wouldn't even think about betting this game because I do think the Ravens are a well-coached team. Again, at home, coming off a loss uh, with a solid quarterback. I know that it would be much easier to forget about the Raiders' loss if you're going to get a home win against the Chiefs, and I think the Ravens are the type of team that knows that, and I expect them to put up a really good fight in an entertaining primetime game uh, on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I already talked about it with the, when we talked about the Raiders. You know, as someone who was pretty bullish on the Ravens, you know, going into to Vegas and taking care of business and winning comfortably despite the Raiders being uh, scrappy, again, I don't know what to think. It, it makes me think, you know, I saw people on the Raiders and, and, you know, it ended up being a good play. Congrats to them. It makes me think, you know, this was a potential look-ahead spot even for the Ravens, if that's possible, going into week one. Um, having the Chiefs and the, and the history that the Ravens and the Chiefs had, ha- have had for the past couple of years playing in the regular season, I think, this will be the third time they played in the regular season. They definitely played last year. Um, but, you know, as Lamar and, uh, you know, Mahomes, the two, two young quarterbacks in the AFC, and, you know, I'm sure the Ravens look to the Chiefs, as many teams do, as kind of the, the, the point that you need to get to um, to be competitive and in, in, in win Super Bowls in the NFL. Um, that, you know, that being said, I think 
I, I agree with everything that, you know, both of you guys were saying about Lamar and this is stuff that I think has been pretty evident and he's an unbelievable playmaker and can make great plays out of the pocket. I did see his touchdown throw to Hollywood where he maneuvered the pocket and threw a, a dart in there and, the, you know, about 20 yards out. That's just like, you know, what Lamar Jackson does and that's amazing and, you know, nobody pretty much can do that with the exception of maybe Kyler Murray, you know, just with, with his legs and everything. So I expect the Ravens to play angry and, and really kind of treat this like it's a playoff game. Um, but then again, the Ravens probably are going to be up by seven to maybe even 17 points going into halftime or something like that. And when the Chiefs start coming for you, and if this, I mean, maybe you guys can illuminate me, like what is going on with the Ravens' uh, defense? Was the, Were the Raiders, are the Raiders, is the Raiders' offense just that It was good? mainly the passing game. Yeah. I mean, the, the Raiders passed the ball like, you know, close to 50 times and didn't really run it uh, at all. And uh, I just think, you know, obviously the injury to Marcus Peters, and there's just not a ton of depth behind it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Gruden, for all the roster mismanagement, Gruden can still put together a nice little game plan. Um, and, and Carr struggled early, but but really kind of stuck with it and, and made a lot of big plays uh, in the end of the game. John Gruden's a damn good football coach, yeah. man. I don't care what anybody says. And the Raiders are a good they're, – they're average. Like I said, they're an average team. They're somewhere from the – 16th to the 20th best team in the NFL, I think, and that is not an easy team to beat at home. That crowd was rocking. They didn't give up when they went down a score. Their offensive line was definitely impressive from a standpoint of, like, if you told me before the game they would play that well. I know I was a little bit higher on the Raiders preseason than you guys, but still even, like, Leatherwood played a really good game in my opinion. I thought that they did a great job of utilizing the run game when they need to, even though they didn't overutilize it. Um, And honestly, I'll say it too, like, Derek Carr started out the game really poorly and finished it really strongly, I think. Like, he ended up making some really good throws. Brian Edwards stepped up when he needed to. Henry Ruggs stepped up when he needed to. Uh, Darren Waller got 19 targets. I think he got 10 receptions. I mean, the guy is just a total animal. At a certain point, Carr was looking so bad and then finally kind of got into a groove. Love what Carr was doing at the line of scrimmage, too. Um, kind of, there there was a huge juncture in the game where it was clear Gruden called a run, I think, and Carr basically waved it off audible and, and then ended up completing a nice throw to Renfro, I think, who stepped up in his own right. Um, so, yeah, that's, the Ra- that's what the Raiders are going to do to you. Um, don't know if they're going to make the playoffs doing that, but they're not going to be an easy win on any given week. So I don't want to take too much away from the Ravens because the Raiders are a formidable opponent, but that's kind of how it went. Yeah, Wal- the, uh, Waller, man. Oh, I just saw that stat yeah, line and I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The last dance began with a 38-3 to drubbing. Perfect. Uh, in Jacksonville. Perfect episode one for the 30 for 30. I already can see it. Um, wow, Rogers looks horrible. He just look, I can't, can't stand his body language, his stupid haircut. Oh, my God. Um, Pat, Lions, any chance of the upset, baby? Zero. Zero. Well, what was Steve Carell's character in the big Zero. Show? Zero. Mark Baum. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the Pat. This is just such a such a classic scripted Packers back on track spot. Um, in Lambeau Monday night, the Lions are going to be frisky early, and then the Packers are just going to packer their way to a to a fourteen point win. Definitely considering the Packers, that would be the third team in in Survivor who I'm I'm definitely considering um, at home. Sucks to own Survivor. You know, you never yeah. want to wait that long. You never want to take the Monday night game because then you feel like you're on an island and that you missed all your opportunities. So, uh, I don't know. 
but yeah, I, I think the Packers win this game. Um, shout out Dan Campbell, man. That was an impressive week one game from the Lions. I'll say it. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked terrible early, but the fact that they were able to come back the way they did and uh, they fought for four quarters, and I can respect that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, going back to Patricia's first game as a coach, they just laid down against the Jets uh, after starting fast. Yep, so. Yeah. And, dude, the Okuda thing is just, like, terrible. T-Mot. Just T-Mot. Yeah, it's Motley. It's Motley, Motley and uh, Iffy. That's the future. Yeah, Monty looked good. I thought. Amani did had some had some yeah. plays. Him and him and Iffy yep. are both six two. I was thinking are they the tallest starting cornerbacks in the NFL right now. They could be. Yeah, I don't know who I don't know who would be. Yeah, I don't know who would be taller. Not that I would be able to think of that off the top of my head, but I'm thinking maybe the yeah. Miami is, no, is uh, Xavier Byron Jones. Yeah. Xavier, I don't think Xavier is. Yeah. I think he's five eleven. Yeah, is he? Yeah, it might know. be. Uh, let's just keep going on this. It might be uh, JC. What about JC Horn? And oh, I guess Dante Jackson. I don't know if he. Yeah, you're probably right, Club. Probably right. Um, yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on the Packers here. You guys summed it up. Uh, I don't think I'd lay the ten and a half. I, I mean, I don't know. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm uh, I'm fearing that Jared Goff is going to have like five thousand yards in, in garbage time or something like that because they're going to be down by twenty four in the fourth quarter every time, and he's just going to get. He had like a hundred yards at halftime. Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks great. I'm like, this is exactly. <laughs> I have I hit my 49ers first half bet. I was like, I'm I'm a genius. Um, yeah, just relax. Yeah, right, I think we'll right. be all right. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to tease the Packers. Get a greasy teaser going with the Packers and uh, yeah, uh, Packers. Packers are going to yep. win this game. They got it. All right, boys. Week one. That does it. Let's get to the picks pot, huh? Oh well. Let's. Let's.